Thanks for tuning in to Off the Wall. I'm your host, Joshua Wall, and joining me on today's show is Steve McGinnis from Steve McGinnis Horror Illustration. Steve, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. So uh, I really appreciate you reaching out. Um, I hadn't heard of your work beforehand and uh, I've been checking it out. Turns out, you know, we've got a lot of mutual friends and followers and uh, you're very creative. Thanks. And uh, I can't wait to ask you all about it. But first things first, who's Steve? Um, well, I grew up in Brantford. Um, I went to school here at uh, Resurrection to about grade six. We started moving around, um, ended up in Guelph, where I met my wife. And then we ended up moving back to Brantford. And uh, my son goes to school here now. So yeah, I kind of came back to town. So uh, have you always been practicing art? Oh, definitely, yeah. I was that kid, um, basically I'd run home from school, um, throw on a record and just draw. Uh, come down, eat dinner, go back up, draw, just constantly making my own comic books, um, drawing my friends, D&D um, characters when we played D&D and stuff. So it was nonstop. Do you still have your old work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom, it was funny. My mom gave me a bin recently, this huge Tupperware bin. And I thought we just lost them or tossed them out. But it's a bin of my old comics I'd make with all my own characters and everything. <laughs> she just gave them to me recently. And they were a blast to go through. So I think, you know, most kids, you know, doodled or, or drew. But when did you realize that this was more than just doodles and drawings and it was, you know, you were really good at it? Um, usually at art competitions at school. And um, back then, um, Glenhurst Art Gallery would have these competitions for regional schools and stuff. And I won a few years in a row, like from um, like early grades. And I thought, wow, this could be, this could be really interesting to pursue. And I just took after it. I always wanted to be an artist. So what's the progression here then? So you mean you're in grade school, you're just kind of going up to your room and you're doing drawings and doodles or whatever, but then you're entering into competition. So now it's not just drawings and doodles, you know, yeah. you're creating art to be yeah. shared with the world. So what's the progression here from grade school to maybe high school to did you do, did you go to school for this after? Yes. High yeah, school? I went for fine arts. Um, after fine arts, I did graphics, and then in, I went back in 2007 and did digital graphics and everything as well, just to upgrade, because that was kind of beyond, I, I was always like classically trained with paint as a medium, illustration, everything, and I was kind of getting left behind in the digital field with tablets and everything, so I went back and did digital, and uh, yeah, now I have it's just another tool to add to my, you know, art box that I can pull out and do. So we are going to dive deeper into, you know, uh, Steve McGinnis Horror Illustration. But before we do, I always like to ask my guests about what else they do or what else they've done. So, yeah, you're an artist, but is that, have you had other jobs, other careers? Are you currently employed in another job or another career? Is this? Um, I've had other jobs because... Um, as an artist, when you're first starting, you're not going to make a lot. Um, basically, you're doing it because of passion, uh, because you love it. 
um, but sometimes um, you're not going to generate a lot of funds. So you have to have another job. Right now, I'm fortunate enough since um, I'd say about 2008, when I broke out on my own, um, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, clients and everything. And I, I've been able to make this my full-time job now. But before that, you had to have other jobs to help sustain, you know, the money coming in. So, yeah, I had multiple jobs for a long while. I was uh, an Ontario land surveyor and working in an engineering firm. And then I do like illustrations of uh, like topographic surveys and everything and do all that to show, you know, flood lines and everything like that. So, but it, it wasn't my passion, <laughs> that's for sure. That was going to be my line of questioning. Uh, were there elements of other jobs that you had that either influenced your work or vice versa? Was your work in any way able to uh, influence what you were doing? Um, yeah, like I think they liked it when I like they'd always give me, um, let's say if there was presentations to show um, what was going to happen to the development and we'd show the different years of um, basically growth within an area of what we were planning on doing and to show the different growth lines and what could be built up and everything. They always had me doing that because I, you know, I wouldn't just put like a green blob for a tree. I'd illustrate the whole tree, make it coniferous or, you know, like I'd, uh, I'd go over the top with it. That's awesome. So let's dive into the business side of things then. Steve McGinnis, Horror Illustrations. When did you begin selling your work or your creative services? Um, it really started picking up in 2007. Um, a friend of mine from college reached out to me and there was a convention happening in Niagara Falls where there was the reuniting of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre cast. And uh, I always did photorealistic illustrations. So she reached out to me and she said, would you be interested in doing the poster for the reuniting of the cast of Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And I was like, of course, like horror has always been a passion of mine. And uh, so I jumped on it and did the convention and just got bit by it. Um, everyone around in the conventions as passionate as me um, with when it comes to horror. So I just got bit. It was, it was just a match. And I thought, that's it. I'm taking off. I'm going to do horror illustration. And yeah, just ran with that. I have so many questions. So uh, first, what do you do? I mean, I, I know that you create these works of art, but yeah. I don't know the process behind it. So is it just something that you you create and then you put it up for sale and you hope that someone purchases it? Or is it you create a whole bunch of things and you set up, like, do you go to trade shows, that kind of stuff? Or is it purely commission work? Or is it every, tell our audience, it's not only much, what you do, but how you do it. It's pretty much all of that. Um, on downtime between commissions and like projects from publishers or whomever, on downtime, I'll do my own work. Um, I'll, I'll have something kind of burning in the back of my mind that I've always wanted to uh, paint or illustrate and I'll wait till I have downtime, then I'll just paint it and then list it for sale, like uh, get it matted and framed and everything. And um, when conventions were happening, I'd bring all my art to the conventions and set it up and people could purchase it there or prints of it. But other than that, I get lots of commissions. I usually have regular work with, believe it or not, I'm also a children's book illustrator. 
and I have regular work with some publishers. Um, right now I'm working on, I don't know if you know the title, um, the graphic novel adaptation of Terrifier. There's okay. uh, yeah, I, I just finished the first part of the graphic novel. I'm working on the second one right now. So that's been keeping me busy. That's, uh, you know, about 60 pages for that graphic novel, each book. So it keeps you pretty busy. Do you also um, do gallery work? Do you have your work on display anywhere? Um, at galleries right now, no, no. I usually, mine's kind of a niche market. Um, it's hard to get horror into typical galleries. Um, it would have to be more of a darker gallery to have. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Um, actually, yes, I do actually. Um, Deadly Grounds in Oshawa, Ontario is a complete horror themed coffee shop which and their coffee's outstanding. Um, they have my art hanging in there. See, I, I, I knew, I would imagine. So I do know, I mean, uh, I like, you know, to, I'm a big fan of the art community. I know a lot of artists. So not everything that you create, you sell. So can you talk about some of the work that you create that's either just for you or, you know, work that, you know, is exclusive? Um, yeah, I just did a whole series of my take on the seven deadly sins. And uh, I kind of just did it just for me. Um, I've always wanted to see what my kind of take would be on a theme like that. They've been painted so many times. Um, and I thought, that's it. I'm just going to do this and kind of do my spin on it. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. it. To do your own stuff and have it come out is just amazing. It's, yeah, it's a great feeling. So I ended up finishing the seventh one just like a week or two ago. I want to ask you about your mediums. So uh, is it paper and ink or, you know, or is it in multiple different types? Um, I work in almost all mediums. Um, mostly my medium is acrylic. I love working in acrylic paints. Um, I also like mixing mediums. Um, so if, I, if I'm doing a big piece, like I don't know if you can see in the background, I have quite a few big pieces behind me. Um, if I really want to get in with fine detail on the eyes, I'll hit it with um, some Prismacolor Premier pencils, like to get that fine um, details around the eyes and maybe some very thin eyelashes and everything. I like mixing mediums that way. Let's talk about inspiration. What inspires you to do this? Do you um, have people you look up to or you have mentors or are you completely self-taught? Um, wow, I have a lot of inspirations. Um, as a kid, I used to read a lot of comics and like I said, play D&D. So Frank Ferreza, um, he was pretty much an art god to me. Um, he, I don't know if you know him. He did a lot of the Conan co covers back then, um, did Kiss's uh, Love Gun album cover. Like he, wow. he was, yeah, he was just like an art god and I looked up to him and I wanted to be him. Um, and then as I, as I grew and I got into more and more comics, Kelly Jones, who had that run with um, Batman, Swamp Thing, um, obviously Todd McFarlane in the late 80s, early 90s was a huge influence on my art. And uh, right now I'd say Alec Ross as well. He, uh, he's kind of like our Norman Rockwell. And wow. They all inspire me. Okay, so I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit more about your work. I mean, it's hard for many people who are watching the show. I mean, we're not showing your work. 
And yeah. for anybody who's listening to the podcast version of the show, I mean, they're not they're not seeing anything but what they can imagine in their head. So can yeah. you talk a little bit about your work and, uh, you know, work that you've done? You mentioned, you know, you're uh, doing some work for a children's book. Yeah. But what about uh, your existing published work or, you know, work that you've done or something that you're working on? Um, my work, I also illustrated, I uh, wrote and illustrated three graphic novels of my own called Rise of the Harvest. Um, that's a lot of my work right now. Right now, a screenplay is being get, uh, or basically written. Um, we're hoping to get to film within the next year if all this pandemic goes away. Um, that story is kind of a throwback to the 80s slasher kind of gory stories. Um, I based it in a town called Brantwood. I didn't want to call it Brantford. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my stuff is just, uh, recently has just been Terrifier. I've been working on that nonstop. So earlier in the day, uh, before our interview, I was scrolling through your Facebook and, uh, I had noticed, you know, you know, there's a lot of posts there and you have a lot of followers and fans, which is great. So if, uh, anybody, you know, was watching or listening to the show, wanted to reach out and, you know, you are available for commission work. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm always available. Um, yeah, I, I'll usually tell the client that um, basically how far out I'm booking. Um, and it depends how big and how intricate the illustration is. Um, like, let's say if I'm working on a super detailed one, it's going to take me two weeks. I'll just say, give me two weeks and then I'll jump on your illustration right then. Awesome. One more question then. And it's something I like to ask all my guests, especially, you know, it is incredible to know that you know you've pursued this full time you've committed and even though it's difficult as you mentioned earlier you know being an artist isn't easy you have to have somebody who wants to purchase your work you have to find continuous work so knowing that you know this is uh, you know you're doing this full time and it hasn't been the easiest my my question is is why w why did you do this when you could have done something else um passion um you only have one life and basically I, I want to live it every day. Like, um, it's last, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come home and be tired after work and, you know, hate my life and hate my job and everything. I love what I do. Like what, I, what I do every day, I don't consider work. I just love it. And I think I'm fortunate enough to be in that position. And I think it's great. Like, uh, that's why I went after it. Um, you know, you only have a short time here. I might as well make it something I love. Uh, that's just great. I think it's also a perfect segue into the theme of this week's episode. So every week on the show, I like to ask my guests, uh, you know, about something that is important to them or something that they would know a lot about that they could share with our audience and would help them in their day-to-day -day or in their work or in their job. And the theme for your episode, I mean, I feel like it's pretty much a no-brainer, but the theme was creativity. And the thing about being creative is, you know, anybody can come up with an idea, but then when you got to make it come to life, you realize actually how hard it might be, or you just sit and you overthink it. You know, you know, you have to come up with something and it's like writer's block, or I guess, you know, illustrator's block in this case. Ultimately though, you know, being creative is something that some people excel at and other people not so much, but for yourself, 
how do you remain creative? How do you foster that and feed it and grow it? And what do you do when you're not feeling creative? Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I've hit uh, like artist block many times. And what, what I do is I try and step away. Um, I like to go to the gym um, when the gyms are open or I'll uh, jump on my bike and do a nice long um, bush ride in the bush and just clear my mind, like just focus on my body. Um, I like to do that. I find the workouts and the riding or the running focuses on the body and the art focuses on the mind. Um, that way I kind of turn my mind off and just um, focus on either lifting weights or riding the bike. And it kind of gives it a rest. And then when I'm done that, I'm kind of coming down and then you can kind of feel your mind start getting creative again. What would you say is the most creative thing you've ever done so far? Creative thing I've ever done. Wow. Um, I would say wrote my graphic novels. I would say to put a backstory, um, create a character, um, and kind of show a beginning to end. I would say that was probably the most creative thing I've ever done. I want you to tell me about that process. Well, when did you say to yourself, I'm going to write a graphic novel? About seven years ago, I was at a horror con and there was a, an actor there who you could go and meet and have him sign things who played Jason. And people were coming up to buy a booth to look at my art and they were setting down real axes and machetes and everything that they're going to have this celeb sign. And uh, my wife and I were talking, we're like, wow, like people are walking around with real weapons in here. What if someone freaked out? and started chopping someone in here would people think it's cosplay or would they would they realize it's real like would people just pull their phones out and video it? And i thought that'd be a great idea for a horror graphic novel or movie so i started penning it and then i thought okay i'm going to create this uh urban legend character from brantford this kind of uh scarecrow big lumbering monster guy from brantford and uh put him in the middle of a horror convention you know, as the book progresses and just have them create carnage and everything. And uh, yeah, that's where it kind of came from. And what were some of the struggles? Any roadblocks or did it just pour out of you? It just kind of poured out of me. I, I would stay up late at night and lose time. It would be like, I, you know, my wife and son would go to bed and it would be like nine or 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden I'd look at the clock on my screen. It'd be like two 30 in the morning. And I'd be like, wow, I got to get to bed. Like, it would just pour out of me. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. It was, uh, it, it was definitely a passion project. I feel like at the beginning, uh, you know, when I asked you about, you know, artist block and you mentioned about, you know, going out, getting some physical exercise, kind of taking care of your body. Uh, you know, I can relate to that. Sometimes you got to get out of your head. You got to get out there. You got to enjoy mother nature. You got to focus on, you as a being not you as a mental being like a physical being versus you know yeah. and uh when i was doing my exams actually for my real estate license uh when i was on course number four i was reading about like how i how to study um and i was because i was struggling with it right i had never really been somebody who did book learning i was a more of a hands-on practical learner yeah. and uh they said you know when you're studying do a workout beforehand take your mental out of it and, you know, run up and down the stairs or, you know, go for a bike ride, exactly what you were saying. And I could see how that would help somebody. If you're feeling stuck in your head, 
take yourself out of your head, go out there and explore kind of thing. Yeah. It's very great advice. Thank you for sharing it with our audience. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's very relieving too. You know, you're getting out, you're getting some fresh air and you're kind of pushing your body to extreme limits. And then when you start coming down, it's almost like your body's shutting off and your mind's turning on again. So, yep. yeah. Every week on the show, I like to ask my guests to give a shout out to a local community organization or an initiative or something that they're a part of that they'd like to shine the light on and tell our audience about. And I was wondering who you had in mind. Um, Max Sick Kids. I, uh, I've worked with them. Um, donate, I usually donate a painting every year to a charity for them to auction off to give the money to Max Sick Kids. And uh, yeah, they, they do great work there. Um, it's, it's amazing what they do and for the families of the children and everything. And uh, yeah, I always give them my support. It's a tremendous organization. And I think almost everybody knows somebody who has had an experience with them, especially in our area here. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it's Max Sick Kids. You can check them out online. You can uh, donate. Uh, you know, they always have lots of events when we're in uh, more normal times. And yeah. uh, it's a great shout out. Thank you so much. Okay, we have reached the end of the episode. Uh, can you imagine? Oh, so man. at the end of every episode, I always ask my guests, anybody who's been listening now, I'm sure they want to know more. Uh, you know, maybe they want to hire you for a piece of work, or maybe they just want to follow you or head out to one of those conventions when we get back to uh, more normal times. So where do they go? What's your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, um, LinkedIn? Instagram, Facebook, you can follow me on Steve for Illustration. Um, I'm also at stevemcginnisillustration.com. Um, you can check out my website and you can see it's all my genres of art. I'm always posting something, uh, especially on Insta. I'm pretty active on there. And uh, yeah, you can reach out to me through any of those platforms. I want to get a copy of that uh, graphic novel. Where do I get that? You can order it directly through me um, via Facebook or, you know, message me on Facebook or Instagram. I have uh, my page on Facebook is Rise of the Harvester, which is the title of the first book. Uh, you can look that up and uh, yeah, order it directly through me. Awesome. Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. We have a great group of guests lined up for future episodes. You've been watching Off the Wall. I'm your host, Joshua Wall, and we'll see you next week.